We're in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither, neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory uh, was not afraid as like w one of these. But if God so clothes the grasses of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need that you need all of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and, and just before this, Jesus has been talking about uh, giving to the needy and the Lord's Prayer and fasting. He's been looking at these, these different practices and saying, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. Do it for the right motives. Do it in private, not for popularity. And then he talks about uh, not laying up for yourself treasures on earth by focusing on treasure. So, so he moves from motives to the way you relate to the world. And now he talks about anxiety. Because, of course, the, the problem is, if you don't worry about treasure, if you don't store up and, um, and uh, focus on your belongings, then you've got to trust God for those things instead of having them all in the bank or all in your storehouses yourself. And you're actually inviting a little bit of anxiety. Because you don't have the treasure, maybe, that you think that you need. And so generosity and uh, living this kind of simple life that I think Jesus is proposing uh, can, can really invite, uh, invite anxiety. And I don't, I don't think when Jesus is talking about anxiety, he means a little bit of tension, right? Some of us need a little bit of anxiety. You remember when you were in school and you didn't do your paper until it was due the next day? Like a little bit of anxiety is all right, but, but anxiety that, that cripples you, that stops you, that, uh, that freezes you from doing the things that you need to do, that, that's the kind of anxiety that's a problem. Anxiety that controls you, that's a problem. So Jesus is saying, don't, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious to trust, to trust in God for those things. And he focuses particularly, and he says it multiple times, about eating, drinking, and, and what you wear. Those are just the basic essentials of life. Do I have the things that are going to keep me alive and keep me in any way protected? In the first century in Galilee where Jesus is talking, not everybody had those things. These are people that lived crop to crop, season to season. And they didn't always know what they were going to eat if there was a drought or if there was flooding and so there was a tendency to worry and to be anxious. Jesus says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Because life is more important than the things you're worrying about. 
And then Jesus gives two examples from nature. The first, the birds of the air. Look at the beauty of the birds. Look at how carefree the birds are. They don't stress. They don't worry. They don't plant. They don't store up in barns. They don't build big bank accounts. Yet God provides for them. And aren't you more important? Aren't you more valuable than the birds are? After all, Jesus says, who, who can add even one little bit of height or one little bit of length to your life? You know what worry actually accomplishes? Most of the time, nothing. All the anxiety, all the stress that we have just, just ends up keeping us from really enjoying a, a fulfilling life. Worry is ineffective. Think about the birds, how God cares for them. Don't you think God cares more for you? And then he adds another example from nature. The lilies of the field. They don't toil. They don't spin. Uh, and yet they're so beautiful. And they come up. And in all of the beauty, these, these wildflowers, lilies, probably a term for, for just all kinds of uh, wildflowers. All these wildflowers in a field that don't do anything. They just grow. They just pop up. And yet they can be more beautiful than, than Solomon and all his riches ever uh, could, could reach. In Israel, there's not a lot of fields. Most of the area is desert. So if you get an area that blooms not just a little bit of grass in the rainy season, but, but really blooms a field that has all these wildflowers, um, that's a sign you should be planting real crops that are life-sustaining in that field. And you would cut down all the crops and you'd burn them and then you would plant uh, a field there. Jesus says, look, look at all these wildflowers that, that we just tear down to get rid of and how God cares for them and is hands-on with them and, and, and loves and, and gives beauty to them. And aren't you more valuable to God than these are? See, um, there's an important argument going on here about the nature of God. And uh, the, the character of God. And, and to make that argument, Jesus is using nature. That God is hands-on. That God is not far off, away from us, making us worry about whatever we're worrying about. God is right there with us, providing for us. And there's great hope in that. And anxiety is that place you get to when you're not really trusting when you're not really relying on God. Now, now that, I want to make sure I'm saying, too, that I think the kind of anxiety Jesus is talking about is not sort of clinical anxiety that can come with chemicals from your brain getting off. And um, I mean, there are real struggles with anxiety, and I've wrestled with those uh, myself at different points in my life. But, it, but it's just the constant worrying, worrying, re replaying things, that Jesus is saying, if you really trust, then you shouldn't have those things. And if you do have all that worry, he says, oh, ye of little faith. Faith. So your anxiety is sort of an indicator. It's sort of a barometer, barometer for how you're doing in your trust. So Jesus then says, therefore, he actually says, therefore, twice. He gives two therefores, almost like two endings to the text. First, he talks about seeking First, the kingdom and God's righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Okay, and I think, what does it mean to seek the kingdom? Well, I think it means to follow what he's talking about in the Lord's Prayer, to live a certain kind of spirituality and to live for Christ. 
and uh, to understand that the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the rule of God is what you should be living for. And if you seek those things, you can trust God to take care of all of these other things. Jesus is saying, sell out. Sell out. Give your whole life to the kingdom. Give your whole life to understanding what God's will and God's plan and God's purpose is for you and for the world. Then he gives, therefore, number two. For he says, today has its own worries. Okay, How many, you probably know people that, that are so in the future that they never quite get around to living today. Some people have these big dreams and ambitions. And some people have all these worries and all these complaints. But so often what ends up happening is because we're worrying so much about tomorrow, we don't actually live for today. And in the end, today is all you got. Today is all you have. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so if you keep saying someday, if you keep living in the future, whether it's all these worries or whether it's because you have all these dreams and ambitions, uh, you're going to run into problems both ways. Live in the moment. Live for the joy and the fulfillment of today. Now, I don't think Jesus is saying that we shouldn't uh, take care of ourselves, we shouldn't pay attention to where our, our bills are going or how we're going to have food and clothing. Um, I, he's not saying to be careless. He's saying to be carefree. We care about those things, we work on those things, but in the end, we trust God to care for our needs. Because we're more valuable than birds. We're more valuable than flowers. So live in the day. Live for today. Let the stresses of today be enough. And, and let God hold your needs and God hold your future. The challenge is not understanding this passage. Hey, we can understand the passage. The, the point of this passage is don't worry. Don't have anxiety. Don't be, the, the problem is living it, right? The problem is that we all are going to have uh, anxiety in our lives. We all want to worry. We all want to. And, and here's, here's the challenge is that, that life actually works backwards from what we think it should. It's sort of upside down. What I think is, if I would just work hard, if I would just get my stuff together, if I would just save up, if I, at, when I get to this point someday, then I will relax because I will have enough, because I will have the security I need. The problem is that day comes... And if you, you ever see people who have the things that you want to have and have the life that you want to have, they're some of the most anxious and, and miserable people out there. Because the true way to find the security, to find the peace, to try, find the tranquility, is to yield, is to trust, is to open up our hands and give our future and give our possessions and give our lives over to Jesus and then there's a peace. There's a calm that can come over us. Now, I still wish that Jesus would give a little bit more here, right? If I was at the Sermon on the Mount, at this point, I would have raised my hands and I would have said, Jesus, how the heck do we do that? But, but I think he is, in a subtle way, keying, keying us in on what the, what the basic start is to living without the kind of anxiety that many of us have in our lives. And that is to recognize the true character of God. That God is with us. 
that though we often feel God is far away, he's not. He is hands-on with creation, and he is hands-on in our lives because we are so much more valuable than the birds and the flowers that he cares for. Part of the reason why I wanted to preach the Sermon on the Mount was this passage. Because as we've been hitting COVID-19, as we've been going through all this stuff in our, in our country, in our world, so many people are anxious, so quick to anger. Where are the Christians who will have the faith to be calm, to be peacemakers? We need to deal with our anxiety. But the way is not to work harder. It's not to work faster. It's not to be, no. The way is to relax, to yield, to trust. And like the birds of the air, like the flowers of the field, to allow God to care for us. I think that is so needed in our lives right now. The Japanese have a phrase, they say, mind like still water. The ability to calm your mind. And and it's amazing when you can sometimes get to this state of mind like still water or leading me beside still water in the Psalms. How much clearer your thinking can become. How much more you can see and notice and hear when you can have that sense of calm, when it's still water in your mind. That's what Jesus wants for his disciples because to really do what he, what, what he calls them to do in the kingdom, they've got to have a calm mind. They've got to be able to see it. They've got to be able to discern where God is calling them next. And the anxiety keeps them from being able to seek the kingdom. So may God grant us a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a mind like still waters, a church like still waters, so that we may truly seek his kingdom and his righteousness.